Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. There is also golf uh, going on, which started yesterday, the Masters. Um, looking at the live betting lines, Dustin Johnson is now the favorite at plus 250 as he took an early lead. Uh, Tiger Woods, just in case you're wondering, uh, way down there at plus 1,800. So if you want to make a wild gamble that might pay off uh, and go with your heart, go ahead and pick Tiger. But from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another version of Bill Roden on Sports. Uh, I'm Bill Roden here in upstate New York. I was at the border. I was. Uh, I spent the week before going to the Canadian border, and then uh, you know, I was stunned that I told you guys on our last podcast. You know, we, you know, we went over the thing about what do you think we'd be talking about post-election, and I said, well, I'd be stunned if uh, if he if he uh, if he lost, meaning post forty-five. I'd be stunned just because there's so much. So I am stunned. However, we're still waiting for the other shoe to drop because, of course, this guy's not, you know. He, which, which he's, I'm not, he's, yeah. stu- he's stunned, too. He's stunned, too. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so um, I'm up here. And then, of course, we got uh, Jamal Murphy. Uh, Jamal down what, in Brooklyn. What's up? What's up, Bill? Uh, you know, just trying to figure out this new world we live in. I know. And then, of course, the wonderful Aaron Matthewson. Uh, my new neighbor now, uh, not in Harlem. She's in Washington Heights. You didn't know that. You know, 155th is the dividing line. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, the official. Yes. Yeah, so you're in Washington Heights. But hello, Aaron. <laughs> hello. So good to see you. Yeah, you look very nice, Aaron. Uh, did you think that this was going to be Zoom? You know, it's just audio. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, no, Jamal takes pictures, so I got to be ready. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> and then we've got a very special guest, a friend of the program, the great Kyle Dudley. Uh, you know, Kyle has been on the show when he was both at Middlebury as a coach. Now he's the head coach at the Salisbury School, the Salisbury School, Connecticut. He's the head basketball coach. He's the head tennis coach, the championship tennis coach. And he is a, uh, he teaches history. And, and also he, He's also a lecturer. He, um, you know, he gave a really powerful lecture. Anyway, Kyle, I know you've only got about 10 minutes with us because he's got to go teach, uh, teach school, you know, teach class. Um, I think he may be one of the few black folks in the entire campus. Anyway, Kyle, how you doing, man? Doing well, doing well. And uh, yeah, I do have uh, to run a class here soon, but uh, it's great to be back on. Um, it's been a few years since I've been on the podcast, so thanks for having me back on. Yeah, well, thank you, because Steve, Steve, Steve Wilson had to go, so, you know. <laughs> oh, no, 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 that's not why. We, we actually <laughs> – but thanks for being available, man. Hey, so, Kyle, listen, I know we've only got about 10 minutes with you. A um, couple things, man. First, just your quick re- reaction to the election and the results and all that. And then uh, the NBA. Um, the season's going to start next month. Still only seven black coaches. I know that's a big thing of yours. So why don't you just give us some of your thoughts about your reaction to the election, the post-election drama, and then the NBA? Yeah, um, I think with the election, uh, you know, obviously the, uh, the, the president has not uh, conceded yet. And I, um, I don't know when I say yet, if, if, if it's ever coming. Uh, you know, it's pretty interesting, you know, yesterday – uh, you know, he celebrated wins in North Carolina and Alaska, right. you know, states that were counted um, <laughs> and, and called later and had mail-in ballots. And um, he's totally confident um, in those results. 
um, but refuses to acknowledge the results in, you know, Arizona, uh, Pennsylvania, um, among other states, and, you know, obviously is, is filing lawsuits. Um, I mean, for, for me, it's just that, that the country is, is very, very divided. I mean, when you talk about 75 million people voting for Biden, 71 million people, you know, as they still count, um, voting for Trump. Um, and then some very interesting results um, in the House and the Senate that would show that there were people that voted for Biden and then a Republican senator right. for, for Trump and a Democratic senator. I think one of the examples there was in, um, in Maine, um, where, 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 where Republican Susan Collins won re-election. Um, and she won her re-election pretty handedly. And, and Biden did very well in the state. So, you know, you have you know, the state of Maine going a lot of Biden-Collins uh, votes there. Um, and, you know, it, w- with the, you know, Republicans picking up seats um, in, in the House of Representatives, even though the Democrats will, will remain con- um, in control, I think, again, also shows that, that there, you know, it, it wasn't people, you know, necessarily voting down ballot, but, right. um, you know, some people who, you know, who, who liked Trump and who liked um Biden, but then like, you know, the other party in terms of, uh, you know, some of the other races. You mean they like um, Biden, but they, they like Biden, but they, but they like the Republican party. Right. You know, or, yeah. or, or, or at, least, know, at least some, some small percentage, at least. Right. Yeah. At least some small percentage. And the example I gave in Maine, where it seemed like there, there right. was a, a higher percentage than in, than in other places. Right. Um, you know, which, which, you know, which again, I, I, I definitely, um, you know, I definitely find fascinating. And then you have Georgia, where there's going to be what, two, three hundred million dollars poured into Georgia probably in the next two months. And you have two runoff elections, where control of, of, of the Senate is actually on the line. Yeah. Um, because with, with, with President elect Biden getting his win, and, um, you know, if, if Democrats won both and it got to 50 50, then Kamala Harris would be the deciding vote in that in that hypothetical um which you know georgia is now that's a that's a national election now that's not yeah. just about georgia exactly. right exactly. too bad too bad we can't so, vote <laughs> yeah. exactly. well you know you got people you got people moving down there for, you know you got the right. guy uh what's his name Saki, uh moving moving to atlanta you know uh so I don't, maybe you have like a, a an exodus better do it fast <laughs> if you were um, 17 at the last election, but will turn 18 before January 5th, you are eligible to vote in that runoff. So mm. I know, you know, Stacey Abrams and, and others are going to be, you know, you know, where the, the high school students who are going to be turning <laughs> 18 in, in right, the next right. couple of months. Um, so I think that's going to be really interesting, especially because there's so much at stake. Uh, Biden having a completely Democratic Congress or having the big time check of Mitch McConnell yeah, that was, uh, right. you know, which means, uh, which uh, means he would check. get nothing done. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway, so, so Kyle, do you feel optimistic? Uh, do you feel more optimistic now than you? Well, and also you're in Salisbury, Connecticut. What's the mood up there? Yeah. I, mean, I, th- I think the mood is, is certainly, it, 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 it varies to people who, um, you know, believe some of what the president is saying in terms of, of the voter fraud uh, to people who have, you know, think it's ridiculous or at least haven't seen any evidence of it. Um, you know, I, I think there are, you know, when you, when you talk to people, I think there are, um, you know, sort of both sides of that. I think there are, you know, people that are now really interested in, in this, you know, Georgia runoff elections um, to see what's going to happen. And just, um, you know, a lot of attention on, on is Trump ever going to concede? Is he ever going to allow for the transition um, or a peaceful tra- transition um, of power? Um, you know, so I think, you know, d- depending on who you talk to, you, you know, you probably get different answers on, um, you know, what happened, um, um, you know, in the election. But I think it is clear that people are very, very divided when, you, you know, when you talk about in the popular vote, which obviously doesn't matter for the election, but 75 million to 71 million, um, you know, 71 million people thought that we should, you know, run it back uh, as a basketball term with uh, the four years we just had. And, um, and then obviously, you know, it it look, you know, according to, um, 
the, the projections. It looks like enough people did, um, you know, vote for change, at least at the top of the ticket. But I do think that Democrats really need to think about why they lost seats in the House, which, you know, if you talk to, you know, it seemed like Nancy Pelosi was confident they were going to expand their lead there. So why they lost seats in the House. So what are they, you know, don't don't take it as we still have control, but what are we doing wrong? Because in two years, you know, who, if, if that trend continues, you know, th- that majority, you know, could be in jeopardy. So what happened in that, you know, eight seats were lost um, in the House? And if you don't get control of the Senate, when a lot of Democrats were optimistic about that, you know, with some of those close races or some of those races that you thought you could win, you know, what happened there? So I do think it's time for for Democrats to really, even though they won the, the presidency, to, to look at why, you know, Republicans had a lot of good results, you know, on the on the down ballot elections in, in the House, um, in some of the state, um, you know, congressional races. And if they do keep majority in the Senate, which they're, you know, favored to do. I'm trying I'm trying to figure out, like, what, how bad could Democratic messaging be for people wanting to run it back the last one run back the last four years, including COVID? Like, I don't understand how bad Democrats could be at this. I mean, it's, um, we'll never know this answer. Um, it's a hypothetical, but um, I, I, I think that Donald Trump, after that impeachment trial, which seems like years ago, which I think ended in January, I think after that, he, he is, was probably on his way to reelection. And I, mm. I, and I think the mishandling of the COVID, of, of COVID um, is probably what cost him the election. You know, I, I don't think it was, you know, him you know, you know, not condemning the, the, the proud boys. Uh, you know, I don't know if you, right. you guys think about that. I don't think that was the reason. No, yeah. um, I do think it, it, it did have a, a lot to do with. That gained him votes. Right. Maybe. <laughs> with um, COVID and, and, you know, I think under, you know, and we'll never know, but he, he was probably on his way to reelection um, just, you know, nine, nine or 10 months ago. And um, as, as the deaths climb and as unemployment, you know, you know, remains at a high level since the pandemic and small businesses going out and our record number of cases as we've been seeing in the last week. Um, you know, as you're seeing that, I think there, there were people that maybe, you know, maybe wanted to vote for him, but, but thought that, you know, th- that the handling of the crisis was, was, was so bad that, you know, that we needed a change. Um, but obviously 71 million people felt like this was, uh, you know, let's run it back. Right. Kyle, before we let you go, let you go is your class going to be where you are now? Yes. Oh, maybe we should have some of the some of his uh, right wing uh, students <laughs> uh, uh, participate. Uh, but but just just briefly, man, what about the uh, NBA? NBA starts on the 22nd uh, with a reduced schedule. Um, seven black head coaches. Is that uh, is that enough for you or do you still think the NBA has a huge Speaking of messaging problem, they got a problem too. Yeah, you know, I've been paying very close attention to this. Um, you know, I, uh, Bill, I think every time one was hired, I think I texted you and right. Um, and said, you know, there's five. Now there's six. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to five. And then Doc is five. Kyle's uh, doing a running list. You know, I'm doing a running list. Some subtraction and, and, and keeping track. Um, I, I do think it's very interesting with all that happened um, in the bubble with, um, you know, deciding not to play um, um, a game after the, um, um, the, the shooting in, 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 in Milwaukee with uh, uh, Jacob Blake. After that, and refusing to play with having Black Lives Matter on, on the court with, uh, you know, talking about, um, you know, uh, Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and, 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 and really bringing these issues to the forefront with um, creating the arenas to for, for voting polls, um, which may have played a big difference because, yeah, you right. know, you know, getting people out there and giving them an easier chance to vote. So um, a lot of the, you know, there was a lot of response to um, um, issues of, of so, social justice. I was thinking, and I thought Kyrie may have talked about this right before the bubble. I can't remember if, if he did, but I thought he might have. Um, but, you know, you know, and, and again, I think it's great that, that they're so involved with, 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 with many important issues that were happening, um, you know, in the black community and with social justice. But, yeah, what about looking at what's going on in your in, in your own league? Right. And, you know, why why are there so few um, black coaches when you talk about a league that's 75 percent black? 
Um, and I don't feel like with all that was being discussed, that 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 was not um, certainly not a focal point. I don't even was it even a footnote? Um, I'm I'm not even sure. But it almost um, didn't come up. I feel like it didn't. Yeah, I feel like it didn't come up um, with, with why qualified black coaches were not are just not getting the kind of opportunities um, that um, you know that, that 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 white coaches are getting. Um, you know, when you talk about, you know, a lot of uh, top assistants who've been doing it a long year, who've been doing it with success, with a, with a lot of success and not getting, you know, you know, those, op- those opportunities. Um, yeah. So to answer your question, I mean, I, yeah, I think it is an issue. I think it's an issue that the league, um, you know, needs to address that they need to, you know, um, have conversations about. You know, I was thinking, you know, something along the lines of a Rooney rule. Um, would that help or not? Um, I certainly think it's worth um, having some, you know, uh, uh, discussing and, um, and, and and looking into ideas like that. I, I think, you know, part of it is is about the front office and who's hired in the front office, um, the, the the lack of blacks at the ownership yeah. level. Yeah. Um, and I and I think there was some conversation about just doing more business with with black owned yeah, businesses right. at the beginning yeah. of the bubble, and some of those were brought in, but to make sure that that continues. Um, you know, to expand, but, but th- th- there's a lot of changes inside in terms of empowering, um, you know, you know, black people in, 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 with, with, with vendors, with positions of power, with head coaches. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot that needs to be done and, and, and the NBA needs to really look at, at what's happening there as they continue their work with social justice. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they got, uh, what's the name's brother, a barbershop deal in the bubble. Rondo. Rondo. Yeah, Rondo's <laughs> brother. So, yeah, we do, we're doing business with the NBA, with right. the players. You know, we got Rondo's brother's barbershop. Hey, well, listen, listen Kyle, I know you got to get ready for, uh, when you have more time, man, we love for you to come yes. back on. And- hey, can I ever ask a question of Kyle? Do you think keeping Daryl Morey is the NBA showing they're committed to free speech, or do you think that's something else? That's a, that's a great question. Um, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, he was unemployed for about two minutes before right. he was, right. he was picked put up. on put on top of Elton Brand and 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 put as as the president of basketball operations in Philly. Um, I don't. I, it, it's hard to say, right? Um, just because, and and I, I haven't followed the the whole story with with, um, you know, with their relationship with China and and what's been going on there. Uh, but I think that's a great question. Yeah. Well, to be answered later. Uh, <laughs> all right. Hey, so listen, Kyle, Kyle Dudley, uh, head tennis coach, head basketball coach, instructor, educator, lecturer at the Salisbury School in Connecticut. Nephew, I'll talk to you soon. Maybe see you by Zoom at Thanksgiving. <laughs> the jury's still out on that. I don't know. I, I want to. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Zoom sounds, <laughs> Zoom sounds like the plan now. Right about now. <laughs> Thank All you right. so much for having me. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. it was great. Thank you. And we'll see All you right. later. Talk to you soon. Have a good class. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Hey. Right. So that was great. Kyle Dudley, it's always good to have Kyle on the show. It was a good thing. So, Aaron, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm like, whoo, just came up for air after last week. Yeah. What were so. you doing? Uh, what were, what, how were you doing anything with CNN? Uh, what was, you know, what was, yeah, what, what, what were you guys doing? Besides calling the election. Since waiting to call the election, <laughs> um, we just did it. We actually just published a um, an episode on black women and the election, and just kind of the role they played in showing up at the polls, getting other people to the polls, right. which was huge. Kamala, of course, AKA's. yeah, yeah. Well, women, women in general did pretty well. I mean, even the Republican had, I think, an unprecedented number of women winning winning seats, right? Uh, which is a low bar, right? Uh, but would they have like two? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was one in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I mean, there were more, but I mean, uh, so women, um, you know, women did well. Yeah. So now we'll see. You know, uh, Biden said, you know, the black black people have had his back, and he's going to have theirs. So, yeah. So what I'm does that mean? Here. Yeah, and especially black women. I know people are asking about Stacey Abrams having a post, mm. so that'll be. We'll see. Well. If, yeah. if anybody deserves it, it's probably her for which. Well, particularly, yeah. If she gets, if she, if if they somehow, if they somehow win those two seats, whoa! And and Georgia, I mean that in some ways is as big a deal mm-hmm. as winning the presidency. I mean, you could almost argue 
Right. It's a bigger deal. And I mean, you can't have one without the other, but that's a huge deal. I think you, you brought up a good point, Jamal. I mean, it, that has now become a national election. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big, big time. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm considering making some calls as far as that goes, because you're right. It's the biggest. I mean, without if, you know, if 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 they don't have de- Democrats don't have majority in the Senate, you can look for, you know, what's what really could be accomplished, because we know uh, these Republicans are ruthless and they do not care about rules. Um, so they will just shut down anything that Biden tries to do, including forming his cabinet. Exactly. He might not even be able to get a cabinet. Because <laughs> right. it's just like keep voting, you know, until until he brings in Republicans. Right. Like, okay. All right. Good. All right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Right. And and they'll do it with glee. You know. You know. McConnell will be. You know. This is what he lives for. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know what has that has happened before where a president couldn't even name a cabinet. <laughs> just ridiculous. You know. So I mean, do you buy you buy this stuff about um. You know the country voting for this. Uh. You know, voting for two separate. Well, that's what it seems like. I mean, they seem there are certain people who, uh, but frankly, I mean, let's look at the at, at at the Democrats. I mean, it seems as if people were not necessarily crazy about Biden, but right. they hated Trump. Right. And that's I right. don't know if that's a winning formula. Uh, <laughs> well, because it seems like the people who are it's like with Barack Obama, people love Barack Obama, you know, or they hated him. But it seemed in this election, people just wanted anything other than Trump. Right. And I just don't know if that's a, a mandate, if that's a compelling mandate. Well, we're kind of lukewarm to you. We just hate this guy, you know. So. And, de- and Democrats ran on that. You know, I mean, that was, that was the message when Biden became the, the nominee. Remember, right. it was like, you know, he's the safe bet. Right, uh, exactly. And, and that always scared me. Um, right. Because usually, I mean, we the Democrats have been doing the safe bet stuff forever. You know, I mean, since you know Kerry was a safe bet, Gore was a safe bet. Right. You know, they and they didn't get it done. Um, and this time Biden squeaks by, but but then you see, um, what what does it really mean? Uh, right. you know, what can he really accomplish? And the and you know they, I mean, think about Obama, black a black man now. But you went out, but they went out on a limb. Uh, he was very charismatic. He he was a you know he was a star, and he won. He didn't he didn't have any close elections. Right. Okay, right. So so maybe Democrats just should stop with the safe bet stuff and right. go with somebody who who's charismatic and can and can really tell our story. Right. Well, it's even like I I, I heard a lot of people on Twitter saying it's it's so nice to hear someone just say. A coherent sentence That's true. and something <laughs> like let's bring the country together like it's 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 so fascinating to me how how much of a relief like right. relief people felt or what they seem to express right. and i'm very curious if i for disclosure i don't know a lot of trump supporters or really any personally so i'm like <laughs> well, are you they think you do yeah they, right? <laughs> I you. well i had dinner yeah. last night with you know my neighbors here uh, who are great people. They're really great people. But, you know, we had dinner. And probably I want to have dinner because, listen, you know, because they have the big, you know, up here in this undisclosed location, you know, you have a lot of big Trump signs, including them. Wow. I said, yeah, I said, you know, after y'all unfurled the banner, I said, well, we better have, we have to, because, but it is possible to disagree and, and, and all that. But, uh, so wait, I got to, I got to hear about this dinner. Oh, so yeah, I just, you know, like, what's the, you know, and, and they just, you know, like his politics. They said, the guy said, no, I'm not a racist. Uh, you know, I don't put the big flags in my in my trunk. But, I mean, I think that they just values that, uh, you know, we didn't go really, really deep into them. I mean, do you right. like hate hate black people? That means, you know. Right. I mean, they had uh, dinner with you, right? Like, I don't know. Well, they don't hate me. <laughs> right, 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 right. You're different, Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if, I, but I don't know. Do you think that necessarily embracing there, there are the people who have the swastikas and the Proud Boys and the neo Nazis and the Confederates who clearly see a friend in Donald Trump? Mm-hmm. You know, now does everybody who votes for Trump also agree with that too? The Nazis, the neo Confederate, you know, the the, the, the you know, it, 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 is it a distinction? Or if you if you support, then then also you got the ones who 
did not vote for Trump, but who said, we're Republicans. You know, we're Republicans, but we're not voting for him. Right. We're voting for Biden because we, we don't approve of that. So I guess it depends on where you, where you fall. But to answer your question, I think it's crazy. Well, this is why I like this guy. Because uh, they all agree that his bedside manner is terrible. Um, mm. You know, um, his attitude toward women and all that. But maybe some people feel, <laughs> if you're white, that he stands up for white people. White mm -hmm. privilege. I don't know. I mean, not being white yeah. and not voting for him. I don't know. You know. Or it's the you know the other stuff that. And one of their sons they, did vote for Biden. I mean, I think you know. Yeah, and it's like do. what what the other you know what else comes with Trump? You know, is the judges. Uh, if you agree with the, if you're conservative in general, and you you agree that you know the Supreme Court should be right wing. Um, you know, uh, the abortion issue, all the all the major uh, right wing issues, you know, that gives you an excuse. But then, you know, you had you had like the the uh, the Lincoln Project where a lot of Republicans just couldn't deal with the other stuff. And for some people, yeah, maybe, you know, some people couldn't deal with the racism and the sexism. You know, some people probably could deal with that, but couldn't deal with the stupidity. Right, you know, just the right. just the the dumb comments and the tweets. You right. know, they just couldn't deal with that. So, um, but I do think if you if you voted for Trump, you at least can tolerate the racism because right. there's, there's no hiding. There was no hiding it. He wasn't trying to hide it. Right. Uh, so it you, you know you you were able to to you know to wear blinders as far as that goes. Exactly. I think you were able to be in the now. There's still a debate over, for some people, if he is racist. Right. Like, um, uh, my boyfriend got a text from a, a friend. He just said, do you think, do you really think Trump is racist if black people voted for him? And we're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's still, and for some, I think, what, what to me was like so weird about this election, I, I guess I've always known that people think differently but I'm like, wow, we really don't see the same things. Like, how, how, like, why is this okay? And this is so terrible for another group of people. Like, how is, why do you, one group says this is racist, one group's like, no, it's not. That's crazy. Yeah, you know, I can listen to, so I listen to a lot of radio. So, so I listen to this channel 124, POTUS, you know, and you listen to that. And, and then right next door to it is Patriot Radio, which you know what that is. And so sometimes I'll switch, because I'm just curious, what are these, you know, what are the people thinking? And like you said, it's day and night. I mean, you have the same set of circumstances and you have one people arguing, no, this is black. And then the other people say, no, this is white. And, and, but it's so, but I don't know, people say we're a divided country. To me, we've been divided forever. I mean, we, we've been divided for like 400 something years. You know, we've been divided over the idea of slavery uh, and all the things that come, I mean, it seems like we've always, it's just that we've been able to, we've been able to like persevere. The other stuff that we tend to like about the country allows us to kind of grit our teeth and bear each other. And I would like to that to, to continue to exist. That say, okay, listen, you know, when, when we had to deal with Bush in the White House, you know, we, we sucked it up and dealt with it. And then when, when you guys had to deal with Obama, I know that was a nightmare. That was, a, that was probably a daily nightmare. Right. All these people. That was a daily. Think but, if you can't think about how they must have felt. But it's just I don't. You know I can't even. I get I get that point. But there are two. But there are different reasons for why we couldn't deal, or why some people couldn't deal with Bush and the Republicans. Remember what happened when when Bush was there eight years, right? And what and when he left, what did he leave Obama? We were like in the worst financial right, crisis right. ever. You know there were you know so policy decisions uh, that hurt the country. So that's. You know, that's pretty much why people hated Bush. Like, right. on the other side. And the war, so then, well, not only the bogus war that he and, got us into. And, and the bogus war. So then Obama comes in, and he's black. And that's why he's hated. He's hated right. because he's black. Not because, you know, he wasn't some Green New Deal socialist. He, right. he, was, he was barely liberal. He was like, you know, he was, a, he was a, a, basically a Democratic centrist. Right. You know but what I'm saying? That's, so that's what, was to, what was to hate? Besides, the, the, the fact that he was black. Right. So how do but we can't equate that with people, you know, hey, we hated Bush and you guys hated hated Obama. But it's not it's not you hate him for for some for some reason that should not be accepted. Well, well, my point about that was that 
because they hated this black man and his black family in the White House, could you imagine how they felt every single day for eight years where they had to see this black man and his family talk to them? Which is why when his term ended, that's why you saw Trump, you saw all these people saying, and, and I think what was so helpless for why the white people felt so helpless is that when Obama got elected, that was the first time in the history of electoral politics that white people couldn't stop it. Right. Remember? They could not stop it. Right. In previous elections, you had this white majority, whatever, they could kind of stop it. Right. Here you had this black running, and you know that you had this course, no, no. But guess what? You couldn't stop it. Right. Because there are too many black people, too many brown people, there's too many young people. And I think that sense of helplessness. So when you got a guy like Trump comes as like a little modern hit who says, I'm going to save you. I'm going to save, you know, I'm going to, we'll never let that happen again. You know? Right. And, and it's, almost like, it's almost like they wanted to blow up the entire system, you know, the entire establishment, you know, absolutely. the entire system because of that, because they, because we were, you know, we had the audacity, the American right. people had the audacity to put a black man right. as the president of the United States the people who hated him because he was black felt like, yeah, we need to blow up the entire system because that's now, now right. it's yeah. illegitimate. It's because almost we can't it, control it yeah, anymore. It's almost illegitimate now that since we've had a black person, and I've been I'm, I've been joking from from day one about my you know about you know they they had Obama in there and you know they were calling him a monkey and they were calling Michelle Obama a monkey. You know the racists out there were doing that. We're calling him a monkey, and you know the in police departments where we had emails going around yeah. with with monkey pictures of Obama and all this kind of stuff. That they were so upset and hate and hated the fact that a black man was president. That that they act, when when Obama was done, they actually put a real monkey in. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> to yeah, show exactly. you to show you that this is what we think of the presidency. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. E either that or like we don't care. Right, like right. anything, we we don't care. But but then, and then you know he's running against a woman, uh, Trump. That's true. And they were like, no, 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 we're not. Like you're saying, and I think that's what Steve Bannon and those people were saying at the very beginning. We want to blow this whole thing up. We want to totally disintegrate the system, and then from the ashes, we'll 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 recreate something in our in our image. Right. What we want this to be this white country for white people, white men at the top, you know, for you could be a, a, an idiot. You know, you can be a mediocre person. Right. You could be a mediocre person. Right. And you could be the president. Right. You, you could be a dummy. Right. Car mechanic. I shouldn't say that. But you could <laughs> be. Add. Yeah, edit that out. Uh, Do you think that, like, even Trump took Republicans by surprise. Like, I feel like the name Teflon Don is like, no matter what you do with him, things that normally would just wreck people's careers, he just was fine. And he has this incredible popularity. Like, I think he did even better in rural areas than was predicted. Like, he's popular. And Republicans, I think, are like, I don't, I, we, as you said, not everybody's down for him, but they can't deny that people care more than they have before. They're afraid of them. I mean, that, that's why you have all these people not want to say, man, give up. You know, right. why don't you just concede? Because they're like, no, nah, because this guy is really popular right. and he's reckless and he's vindictive. And so if you go out there, you know, and start talking about, man, give up, I, I think a lot of them secretly would love for this cat to disappear. Right. But, but, but he, he, you know, he went because up, so that, because yeah. he used to say the the quiet part out loud all the time. I know, I'm sure, you know, most Republicans are like, why is he saying that? He doesn't need to say that. We, we've been doing that for hundreds of years. Exactly. Why is he telling our secrets? Right. You know, so, right. so you're right. I think they'd rather not have him there. But, you know, he had this great cult following. So, yeah, he definitely caught Republicans by surprise. He became so popular um, with people that they couldn't connect to because, um, remember, they're Even not the saying, Republicans couldn't connect to. Him. Yeah, they couldn't. Republicans couldn't connect to them because they they don't say the the quiet part out loud. You know, they are. You know, Republicans love to call Democrats elitists. They're all elitists. You know what I'm saying? They all went to Ivy League schools and right. and this kind of stuff. So, you know, Ted Cruz is is a he swears he's from Texas. He's a Princeton kid. You know what I'm saying? Right. So and they play that. And you're right. Yeah. You you're right. And I think there's a part of me that 
you know, because when we call out our quote unquote liberal friends and we get on them because y'all are just bullshitting, you know, you're saying, you're thinking the same stuff that this guy in the White House is saying. But the difference is that he blurts the shit out. <laughs> right. And y'all are, oh my God, but you're, you were thinking the same thing. Right. You know, you're just this liberal person, but you work at whether it's ABC or whatever. How many places do you work at where you don't hire any black? I've got people, literary uh, agencies, white, liberal, who, who hire no black folks, who have no black folks in their, in their agency, who have no black folks in the big real estate place, who have no black folks in these big uh, law firms, you know, who will, who will say black lives matter, black lives matter. And that gets into the NBA, you know. How's that for a segue? But, it's the same, <laughs> but, but, but I mean, it's the right. same thing, right? Right. They, they're leading the cause in NFL, painting black like shit all over the field and on the goalposts and in the end zone and, and letting, the black, letting the black guys, you know, spray paint shit on the court and black lives and put all kinds of slow. But yet, when it gets to stuff they really care about, right. the black coaches and the C-suite, the black executives, ownership, who are they going to let his old boys come? They say, hey, man, fuck that. You know, right. we say Black Lives Matter, but not when it comes to the intimacy of what of what keeps this white supremacy going, which is white people being on top. So I, I guess, do you want people to blurt out what they're really thinking? Or would we rather it go, I don't know, there is an argument for, I don't want to hear what you're thinking. <laughs> Let it go underground. So I don't know, what do you, you know, because once it, once you come up with a Biden thing now, right? Because look, look back on the, remember, look back on the thing when, when Kamala Harris undressed him right. about his racist stuff, right. you know, stuff he did, and how he treated Anita Hill, you know, during the uh, Clarence Thomas hearing. So I don't know, y'all. I mean, I guess yeah. what we're after is, on, I mean, we want to get this guy out. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess, I guess you want people to, to it, yeah, it goes both ways. Like, you want people to say how they feel so you can identify it. Um, so, you know, a lot of people are like, well, you know, I appreciate people, outward, the outwardly racist people, because at least I know where they're coming from. So I get that. But it, but then you don't, you don't really want the friend to fringe, right. and maybe, whether they're fringe or not, you don't really want um, people with, you know, the rate, the blatant racism to be accepted, you know what I'm right. saying, to be right. okay, for, right. you know, to be able to bring up young kids and uh, you know, have them thinking that this is okay. This is okay way of thinking right. because right. it's still it is still primitive, uh, right. you know, to to have you know to have these these racist thoughts and think that you're better than somebody just because of the color of your skin or or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You can't deny that this country and the world is is becoming increasingly multiracial, and I just feel like if you can't find a way to work with that or you're not embracing that, I don't know, I don't know that I want that. Like, I mean, I, I find President Trump fascinating and, and he sucks so to his base. And I don't, yeah, I, I, you know, I really thought about it. I was like, I don't, I think the president is something like a, a position you should look up to, like really admire. And I, I just unfortunately didn't feel that way for the last four years. And I want someone I can look up to. But did you look up to? Uh, I mean, I mean, let's 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 be real. I mean, who was the first president, Aaron, that you remember? I mean, that you consciously remember? Bush. Bush, Bush number one. Right. Now, did you look up to him, or were you too young? Uh, probably, but I mean, he, or you respected the position of, of, of the yeah. presidency? Yeah. I mean, I guess I just think I heard somebody call his, like the way he was going about voting, uh, President Trump, uh, an intellectual inconsistency. And I feel like that's what I've seen in this entire <laughs> administration, intellectual inconsistencies. And I'm like, oh. I don't know. It's just a hypocrisy. But I think you're right, Jamal, that, yes, it's one thing that, okay, I'm glad I know where you're coming from, but shit, you know, right. I, there's a part of me which I didn't. But why should you then be in a position of authority and power where you could skew right. that kind of stuff right. and it becomes kind of... You mentioned Biden, um, you, know, you, know, you know, having his own issues, racial issues too, and that's true. But the, there's, to me, this, you know, and I know you, obviously there's a big difference. And to me, the, the big difference is, and it, it should have been called out in debates, is that Biden publicly apologized right. and switched you know, and switched his train of thought publicly on these issues. Whereas if you, 
if you went to Trump and said, you know, do you take back what you said about uh, the Central Park Five? There's no way he's taking that back. You right. know what I'm saying? So, yeah, everybody, you know, may may have their issues. But if you're if you're going in the right direction now, that's better than, you know, going backwards. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. And the point I was going to make, it, it gets back to this whole thing of white people feeling helpless because, you know, feeling helpless. They couldn't stop Obama. Right. From from being president, and even here, you know, they lost. They 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 lost. lost. They they had a record number. They had seventy million people coming, but it was not enough. And lost. So so maybe maybe that's a positive, right? You know, Democrats running around, and we're feeling we're feeling sorry for ourselves that that the country's divided, but we won. We showed when we come out, when black people come out to vote, black women come out to vote. Right. Hispanics come out to vote. Non, non, you know, liberal white people come out to vote. Right. We will win because they had every. They had a great turnout too. Everybody came out for them, and right. they could. They right. still couldn't. They get still done. couldn't. And win. that's and that, maybe that's the reason now he won't leave. They're like, well, wow, that- we really are fighting for our lives here. So we are <laughs> just going to try to take over. Well, that's the point. That, that's that's to me the entire point. They see this. And remember, if you, I don't know, the, the, well, we had Les Payne on the show, um, the late, great Les Payne on the show a few, I don't know, three years now? Yeah. Two or three years ago. Uh, when you listen to that again, he was saying this. He was the one who brought it to this point, and he said a little more eloquently than I uh, did, that, that what freaked out white people is that they had lost control, mm-hmm. that they no longer could control the election. They can no longer, they can't stop a woman from being, a black woman from being vice president. Right. They can't stop a black man from being president. And even if you turn out 70 million people for this racist bullshit, you can't win. And right. that, I think, feeds into your point, Jamal, is that then you become, you feel that your entire existence and meaning is now being erased. And you got to hold yourself up in the White House. You got to surround it. <laughs> this is your bunker. This is it. Right. This is, and I think that's what they see. The Proud Boys going to the, they see this is it, but they don't understand it. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> is it? It's over. It's over. But, but they do. But they do because they're now. Now they resort to breaking the rules. Like, oh yeah. no, if this is how it's going to be. No, no, no. We don't care. Like, forget this presidency stuff. Forget right. this. Forget these term limits. Forget the electoral college. Forget the voting. Black people voting? Oh, it's fraud. It's got it's right. fraud. That right. fraud means black people voted. Well, because you know, remember it, it, in 2016, right. Trump thanked black people for not showing up. He, he said, right. Thank you for not showing up. He allowed me to win. We're gonna make America great again. Then 2020, black people show up, it's fraud. Right. Well, you know, the thing <laughs> is, and, and you talk about our dinner last night, which was, you know, pleasantly contentious. Uh, you know, but Everything of fraud or whatever I said, yeah, but you're assuming that all these people were voting for 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 right. Democrat. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make sense. What about it's, the it, fraud <laughs> in South Carolina? Why is Lindsey right. Graham the senator? Well, I right. think it's fraud going on down there. What about right. McConnell one in Kentucky? I, what can we check into that fraud? Right. Because but he says that's twenty percent. So that's okay. So so okay. Do you really? And, and that's what's freaking out some of these Republicans. Okay, we will recount everything. All right, we include your and they well. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Oh, North just, Carolina. Oh, North Carolina is fine. You know, right. we only won by one percent, but we're right. good there. You know, I mean, it's yeah. such a, it's a complete joke. It okay, is. and it's and it goes back to what we've been saying. They realize it's over, and they will do anything. It doesn't yeah. have to be logical. It doesn't have to, you know. It just they just have to just, just this do shit is whatever over. they can. Right, you've been, but just think of it. You've been, and I think, I think you. I guess it'd be like men controlling the press box, you know, like men and white men in particular, men in general, you know, are, are, we dominate the press box, right? You know, every Sunday for like, since that, yeah, that's, when you look at all the old pictures where you see all these men, mostly white men with a hats and cigars and all that. Now all of a sudden you start having more white women and women in general in the press box. And now, you know, holding, occupying jobs and competing for jobs and, yeah, like man, you know, this, yeah, that's right. You now have to like compete. You know, I mean, this shit is opening up. You know, so I just think that this whole thing, man, is about people feeling there's a last stand. This is sort of a last stand. You know, 
But it, and it's all remember, it's only a last stand if we always vote like this. If because remember, you can't go next election. You can't be like, oh, we did we did something. Well, that's the, and that seventy million is yeah, it just right. Just well, uh, uh, it, yeah, right. Exactly. No, you got it. You know, I was thinking about what you just uh, from a little while back. Do you know? Do we want honesty? Yes, but I don't think you have to be a jerk. You can be honest and kind. Like yeah. <laughs> I don't think it has to be mutually exclusive. I do like that people are being more out with where they really stand. Yeah. I think that's important. But you don't have to be vindictive or reckless. You don't have to. Yeah. And also, you're right about do I admire? Have I admired all the presidents? That's actually a really good question. I'll be thinking about that. I mean, I mean, you know, Thomas Jefferson. I mean, owned slaves. You know. Uh, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, I mean, if you look, you know, a lot of people were racist, you know, Bill Clinton, you know, maybe it was always bullshit, but there was a veneer that the bullshit was acceptable. Then you had a guy come in, you know, 45 with his crudeness. That's all bullshit. You know, I'm going to shit on the street. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to piss in the, you know, but I'm going to be, I'm going to say, and people yeah. And okay. Now a lot of people, you know, are saying, listen, like you were saying, Jamal, somebody, don't say this shit. Why are you going to say this shit? You know, why, why are you going to say that? that you, right. Now you're making me have to commit. Right. You know, I want to let me fade back in my Hampton whatever and be racist and, and you know, and still have my old white company. Look at, look at your boy Bill Simmons, right? Bill Simmons. You know, they had to call him out, mm-hmm. you know, because he had this great pocket and they said, wait a minute, man, you don't have any black people there. He quickly, oh, yeah, you, 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 you. You know, but why do we have to like call you out? You know, why do we have to call you? Then the typical liberal, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'll, okay, okay, we want you. I'll, I'll get you. I'll get you. You, you, you know, but and, that, and you could go down the line, yeah, like I said, exactly. publishing houses. Well, all these people running these white shops saying we're liberal. They were, well, where are the black folks? Right. You, know, you don't George, have any black people. Then George Floyd gets killed and you start, you hire a couple. Yeah, black, black, yeah. So I, I think that what I want to do is abolish the bullshit, but, but, replace it with a higher a higher level of compassion like you said of kindness of all people are created equal not okay yeah you telling like you could be racist and tell it like it is no no that's not that's not what we want to reward you know that's not what we you know try to try to heal try to be better something like that but i I do want to get in in, an nba because right to me, that's almost the, the, the height of hypocrisy. That's yeah. the, and it's visible. It's right there in front of us. Mm-hmm. Right? All this other stuff we're talking about, nobody sees the publishing houses right. or the big real estate firm, the law firm. You, know, you hear about that anecdotally, but you see the NBA. You right. see the NFL. You, know, right. you see that. You see all these brothers out there, and then you see the power dynamic right. where they're just routinely, ex- <laughs> routinely excluded. Yeah. Yeah. It's separate standards uh you see in the nba i mean he's like the young the young hot white assistant coach right. yeah you know what i'm saying you do not see that on on the, you know for black people who are assistant coaches they got to pay they got to coach for about 15 20 years they got right you know, you know what i'm saying so it's like you know what do we what do we do about that and is that you know is that you know, it, analytics is used as an excuse. That's an excuse. Well, you know, blacks aren't, you know, they can't, yeah. You know, like like a guy like why, why, uh, you know, I forget off the top of my head which teams, but, uh, you know, Indiana, they hire the hot assistant from from Toronto. Uh, someone else just hired, you know, an assist, you know, assistant, young assist, white assistant coach. Right. Why, why didn't Sam Cassell... You know he's he's a he's a young hot assistant coach who actually played in the league has a tremendous amount of respect from peers. Why isn't he considered? Why isn't he just like, you know, as soon as as soon as uh, you can scoop him up? Why isn't he scooped up? Well, if he was white, he wouldn't. And the same thing with in football with the enemy. I mean, right. are you kidding me? I mean, the right. guy the two year two years straight, you're the you're the offensive coordinator of the best offensive team in football, and th- and then it takes. And d- just this year, he's getting enough publicity to where you could see him maybe getting a job next year. Right. See, it has. Yeah. So, so, well, we know. I, I say. I say we should stop asking the question like why. Right, right, you know why. Right, right. So let's start with you know why. It's, it's right. racist and white supremacy. And I think that again, man. I think it's that that same thing we talk about is over. And white people, white people constantly trying to get to higher ground. You know, as the waters keep rising. You know, 
you know, waters meaning diversity and all that, that the Aaron you were talking about, they got to keep on going to higher ground, higher ground, you know. And in the NBA, I think it's the same thing. You see, damn, the league, remember, in the night in 1948, you said we couldn't play basketball. You know, I just did this uh, documentary for, for, for the undefeated about the Tuskegee Airmen. Which was and, great. Uh, thank you. That's Thank you. <laughs> I just had, you know, just, just being yeah. honest. Yeah. I got to yeah. see it. I didn't know. What? <laughs> I'll show it right now. And then we can yeah. spend the next It's on, it's on, uh, shameless <laughs> plug. It's on, uh, it's on the bros pod Instagram. So, and. Oh, that's how you did that. You are good yeah, job. It's on bros pod Instagram. Um, I'm not sure if it's on Twitter yet. It was while, on Twitter. while we're, while we're promoting stuff, Jamal, why don't you tell them about your other, your other, uh, podcast that you do? With uh, uh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, check out the, the moon, uh, the shameless the plug. Uh, <laughs> check out, check out up next, <laughs> which is a, a podcast on youth sports that me and a friend, another friend of the program, Khalid Green, uh, who we had on the program. Uh, and then they decide to leave, they said they decide to leave and start their own. <laughs> yeah, that's easy. Like when you're in these singing groups, you know, you like you're like a singing group, and then your group leaves and then forms another group. <laughs> hey, we're we're all family, baby. You know what I'm saying? We're all family. We're all moving up together. Like baby. we're dying of Ross because when the, when the Supremes come, dying of Ross and the Supremes. You know? <laughs> but, uh, anyway, but in all seriousness, check out check out that podcast up next on on uh you know on all wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, but you know what I was thinking. Uh, I, I I was trying to make a point about the NBA, but I was thinking because the podcast you guys do is really great. Because you deal with a lot of young people, but I was thinking when we talk about young people, particularly in Georgia, it would be great uh, to use that podcast at least in these next two or three months while they're trying to get the run up. You talk about since you're talking about a lot of those AAU kids yes. are voting age, yes, and I think that it's be a service like get your head out of your ass and 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 look around and vote. Right. And then, and then, you know, talking about going back to this, this election that we just had for president, where we got 75 million plus, uh, you know, people who put Biden in office, a lot of the credit has to go, uh, you know, we've, you know, through that podcast, we've talked to, to heads of AAU programs, and they all had some sort of voting push this year. Yeah. You know, we're talking about voting with, with their players and the players' parents. So that played a huge part into it. And of course, we know about what LeBron James was doing with more than a vote. That stuff played a, a huge role. And it need, and we just need to continue that. And we need to, that needs to be a staple. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just the point I was making was that, you know, we talk about this higher ground of white folks just kind of going to higher ground. And it, it, to me, the NBA is sort of a metaphor in the NFL is that, raise your question, well, all these guys, remember, we told them they couldn't play football. Now they 80% of the league, <laughs> you know, the only thing that's left. And this is what Jimmy the Greek said. Jimmy the Greek actually said this. He said this, that he said, you know, shucks, if we give all these people these jobs and broadcast other, what's going to happen to the white guys? Right. And he just said it very plain, and that's what they did. What, what are we going to do? Right. So we got to have this, the, the young white thing. And Anna, we got to continue to invent shit for us because on his merits, on his merits, we can't play fucking anymore. You know, we can't we can't be wide receivers and halfbacks and now oh, fucking they taking over quarterback. So then if we allow them sixteen of them to be head coaches and they start doing innovative stuff and winning, <laughs> what, right. you know, right. what, and then then a couple uh, a couple of them start being owners in the league and they start hiring. I mean, what are we gonna do? Right. You know, so I I think that's the like, you know, it's this idea of this cultural self preservation. What do y'all think about that? No, I agree. I, you know that that's that's what it is. Mm. Um, don't worry. You know, I just tell white people, don't worry. They're, you know, we just we just want a equal representation. Fit. You know, you'll still have a few jobs out there. There'll be some jobs out there. I, I thought you were gonna quote Curtis Mayfield. Don't worry. If there's a hell below, we're all gonna go. <laughs> yeah, I wish. You know, I I there's got to be a way to what is it? Cultural preservation without hurting other people, isn't there? Well, I don't know. Well, in, in, in the world that we would love to create, in this ideal world, but in this world of hatred and where it's not enough, like Gil Scott Heron wrote this in one of his early poems. Uh, he said, you never dig sharing. You always have to have the most, you know? And that was, I remember that was a line. I said, you never dig sharing. You always have to have the most. So, yeah, it would be 
great to share. Now we don't want to share. You right. know, we want to have all of it. You know, and if we can't have all of it, then there'll be none of it. And right. that's that kind of nihilist kind of attitude that that uh, is is something. So, to me, at least this election, like I think I forget who said you, Aaron or, or Jamal, uh, that at least there was some temporary because it was just too intense. And if the election would have gone the other way, just before we go, what do you think would have happened had the election gone the other way? Do you think that there would have been violence on, on uh, I, I hate saying left and right, but what do you think would have happened had it gone the other way? There'd be protests in the street, for sure. I think, yeah. I think uh, there'd be, you know, I think one of the, one of the, um, the, seat, the, under, the underlying po- positives of of Trump still cont- uh, contesting this election and really thinking he can he can steal it, which we'll see. You never know. Um, mm-hmm. Is that he's kind of kept his people at bay because they you know they still think that he has a chance to win. Uh, you know you know with the recounts and the and the lawsuits and all that kind of stuff. If he would have conceded already or said he lost, maybe there would be uh, more uh, unrest going on out here. Uh, from from his side, from his you know his supporters, we don't know. Well, was you know, I, I still I, think I, I still feel like that could come at any time. Oh yeah, well he's he's never going to concede. I think, and there have been instances of people who just never concede. I forgot I was listening to something today, uh, and it was a senatorial race, and the guy that the guy who won said his opponent to this day has never called him, never graduated, you know, just <laughs> and, and I guess. You don't have to concede it's like, anything. It's like Isaiah uh, against the Bulls. Uh, uh, oh boy! <laughs> I know my friend said uh, he said, "Well, Isaiah was complaining about it." He said, "Well, you should have shaken hands. You know, should have shaken hands. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have it both ways, you know." Yeah. Trump will yeah. Trump will not be on the dream team. No, he will not. I, I think that New York would have been much quieter uh it, on saturday whoa uh, it, might no, have it been, was really loud whoa. i don't know you know well, let's say let's say it was you 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 flip it people would have been in great particularly if you saw you got seventy four thousand votes, vote 74 yeah. million if votes you won, if you know you won the popular vote by four or five million right and, yeah, and again and all this so i don't know i just think that there probably still has to be um i think that whatever role we can play and making sure to turning to turning Georgia into a national election. In other words, yeah, yeah, don't to. let down. You know, like you know, like in a, in a game, in a halftime game. Right. You know, like hey, it's only halftime. Right. You know, yes, we're up by we're up by thirty, but it's only halftime. Oh yeah, it's like Kobe. Like Kobe said when he was up three one against somebody, and, and you know the classic quote is like, you know, are you happy? And he said, no. What's to be happy about? Job's not done. Job's right. not done. Right. And that maybe that should be the thing. Job's not done. Job's not done. Yeah, I do feel that way a lot. Like I, I was, there was definitely a, a certain amount of relief to know that. But I'm like, I mean, just knowing how how many people voted for Donald Trump, right? And what that's going to take to kind of, I don't know if you can bring people together, but it's going to be hard. Like those, we this whether Trump is here or not, this is America, yeah. right? But that's I say, look, point. you know, look on that's the bright side. Point. There are more votes by 5 million plus probably for Bi- for Biden than there were Trump. So Trump, yes, he got a lot of votes, but the majority of the country uh, does not does not stand for what he stands for. So that's a positive. It, no, I think I think so. I mean, I, I think so. And that's, that's what I was saying uh, on our show with, you know, before this election, that my, the, the reason I said I'd be um, stunned is that I guess I kind of lost faith right. in my fellow citizens right. to like repudiate the type of vulgarity and just the uh yeah the vulgarity that this guy and the, and the lack of decency that this guy represented that he symbolized right. you know and i guess it was more of the symbol not so much him as a human being but what he symbolized because as a human being he's a politician who knows what the fuck he's saying privately you know, who knows what he's saying, but he said publicly, he knows this is, right. <laughs> this is how I get elected. This is how I get all the stuff. And it's feeding into that hatred, feeding into that division, feeding into all the anger, the negative stuff, feeding into that. And yes, you're right, Jamal. I feel, uh, 
that 74 million people more said, now we ain't, <laughs> we ain't down with us. You, you, you're right. The final score, it was final score was 74 million to 70 million. Right. Yeah, if that was exactly. a game, you, right. you win by right. you win by four million points. It don't so, matter. It don't matter if you right. win by one. You know the right. classic. You know, we could lose by thirty. Win by it's a loss. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Or it's tough, a win. Right. Tough overtime. Tough oh, double overtime. No, nobody remembers no. how right. you did it. Right. It's like if you look at the NBA Finals. You know, I mean, I'm thinking of I was thinking about uh, not Kawhi Leonard, but uh, uh, Jimmy Butler, mm. Mm. and he had and he had a heroic performance yeah. in that one game. Yeah. But kind of what you remember is the victory parade. I mean, you remember, right. you, remember, you, remember you remember you remember Jimmy Butler limping off the court. That's <laughs> As I said, damn, you know. And I think you think you know he's probably thinking, you know, everybody said he's a superstar. I said no, there's a level just below that. There's a level, and I think it became apparent there's a level below that. Right. Like Aaron, you're a runner, and you know, and you're you run marathons and all that, and then you know, and let's say you have some good time, but then. You let's say that you start at the front with the with the uh, the the uh, Ethiopians. You look at that's damn. There's another level. There's just a whole another level of ball that you you are not at. <laughs> you right. know, and so you either accept that and get better, or you give them their due, or you say we're gonna ban we're gonna ban foreigners right. from running. Right, right, right. And, and we tend right. to white America. I say I submit they tend to vote for the latter. We will create the rule that allow us to prevail. Right. And even and even that is a con. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that's the thing with the Republican Party. It's like it's a con because he doesn't care about most of you either. Right. You know, the people that voted for you. I mean, look at has he mentioned COVID nineteen in you know right. ever ever you know in the last couple of weeks? He yeah. said he Trump said it was good they would never talk about it again the right. day after the election. Meanwhile, we're, we have record breaking numbers. Of COVID and that they do not care about about that. Right, he's okay. uh, Joe. Take it away. <laughs> I think there's more to this to come. I mean, of course, you got you yeah. got a what is what is the calendar? Uh, the electoral. There's a deadline in December. December fourteenth or fifteenth. Now that which, which deadline is that? The electoral college certifies. They've got they've got to certify yeah. right, and then what's then there's a, there's a uh, deadline in January, January yeah. and then there's the inauguration. Right. Oh, then, well, then there's a vote. There's a there's a vote in Georgia. That's the that's the fifth, right? January fifth or, or January fifth. So we have to really circle January fifth. Yes, we got to yes. really bang home January fifth. Yeah, you know anybody in Georgia? You know, like high school, well, yeah, find out when they turn eighteen. Um, you know, <laughs> happy you can, birthday to give them like yeah. a, give them like a a ballot. You can volunteer, make calls to people out there, make sure they yeah. come out to vote. You need the same, the same or more enthusiasm for, more. for, for more. this one. There are a lot, and the, the fortunate there are a lot of black folks in Georgia. Oh yeah, a lot of black folks in Georgia. As Trump found out. Yeah, he said, "Whoa!" And they just, <laughs> you know, said, you know, and and they're not enough of those fucking mil malicious son of a bitches. And also, true. Also, remember how big, you know, how big an influence Trump was, and and the turnout. He got, you know, that he got, you know, the best turnout ever. He's not on this particular ballot uh, for, for, you know, for to decide the Georgia Senate. It's not. It's not like people are going out there to vote for Trump again, and they can, and they just so happen to see these other people on the ballot. Like now, they have to do it without Trump. So right. we'll see. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to try to call uh, call Elizabeth Williams. Yes. And uh, reinvigorate yes. the uh, the WNBA and have them call have them call. The NBA guys. So listen, keep, keep, wearing no, keep wearing those shirts. That's right. That's right. Have parades and rallies. Vote, vote Warnock. WNBA, you got to give those, those women credit. That's the first I ever heard of Warnock is when, right. is when yep. they were wearing the shirts. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And I thought that was just so, that was just so great to wear. You say, okay, this, uh, this is how we'll do it. We will wear your opponent's name on our jersey. That was great. And maybe you know, listen, man. The NBA season starts January twenty, uh, December twenty second. Mm -hmm. Man, it would be great if the Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks, yeah. if if all the if all the NBA teams get CP three and LeBron on the line. Yeah. Mm. I'll try to. Really <laughs> yeah, yeah, get him. That's right. Yeah, no, that would be great, man. I mean, and, and I think I, I I have no doubt that CP three 
and uh, LeBron understand yes. this, that, yeah. this that, that you got to go back into the locker room mm-hmm. and say, come on, guys, it ain't over yet. Right. It ain't over yet. We need job, one more. Job not push. done. That's right. Job not done. I like that. Maybe I'll make a little thing. Anyway, but this job is done, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a great conversation. Um, and, uh, you know, Aaron, always is always the show's always better when you're on it so yes. thank you Aaron graced us with her with her appearance today thank right. you so good to be here i always want to be here but i can't always so you real understand you're busy you see Very now what's busy. that over over your uh, right shoulder is that a broom over there it is a broom <laughs> <laughs> a little du- little dusty in there yeah just so you know you, you clear that. put put something there put like being... an african spear there put a piece of art there a piece of artwork there you know yeah. Yeah, I was I was cleaning here yesterday. I need to move it. Absolutely. And the space over your uh, left shoulder, it looked like there'd be a nice piece of art. The art that I was going to give you, by the way. Yeah. That would go right there. You'd go right there. You'd go right in that spot right there. Of course, quickly before you go, thanks for listening to another episode. Continue to support and uh, subscribe to the podcast, you know, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, wherever. Uh, rate the program. Uh, give us Give us a good review. Tell us who you want to hear from. Please. All that good stuff. <laughs> Please give us a good, well, we always get good yeah. reviews if you check it out. But, um, and on, and on so Instagram. Get some, more, get some of those more of those checks, Jamal. Yes, we need, we need some more checks. <laughs> and uh, follow us on Instagram at BrosPod and at, on Twitter at BrosPod as well. All right, everybody. Aaron, Jamal, guys are great as usual. Uh, and uh, everybody else, man, stay safe. Vote. Keep up. If you know anybody in Georgia, in Atlanta, Give them a call. Send them Texas. Uh, don't send them Texas. We don't want Texas. Text. Send them text. <laughs> we have enough of text. No, text. Yeah. Texas is next. Yeah. Tex- I, I think that I think we really won Texas, and it was fraud because remember we were up early, and then right. he came and he overtook our lead. So it sounds like fraud. According yeah. So to let's 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 count. Let's, re- let's recount let's count those votes. No, 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 no. That's all right. Okay, y'all. Listen. Be safe, uh, and uh, see you next week. Uh, God bless. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Lease the 2024 RX 350 Premium All-Wheel Drive for $528 a month for 36 months with $49.99 to its signing. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024.